there's this phrase now we've had for years that that I started, which is build the build the brain. Like the process build of editing brain. is that you don't start out with a brain that is smart enough that knows the movie well enough, and you will build oh, the brain by trying and failing again and again, all these different variations, until at the very end you're very smart about your movie. Hello, and welcome back to The Director's Cut, brought to you by the Directors Guild of America. Today's episode takes us behind the scenes of director Miranda July's new crime drama, Kajillionaire. The film follows two con artists who have spent 26 years training their only daughter to swindle, scam, and steal at every opportunity. During a desperate, hastily conceived heist, they charm a stranger into joining their next scam, only to have their entire world turned upside down. In addition to Kajillionaire, Ms. July's directorial credits include the feature films The Future and Me and You and Everyone We Know. Ms. July spoke with director Greta Gerwig about filming Kajillionaire in front of a virtual audience. Listen on for their spoiler-filled conversation. I, I mean, I wish we could do this live. I wish we could be doing this together um, because it is, um, I, I think it's always so, I, when I've done um, stuff at the DGA, it's so, it, it is so special to be able to talk to someone, talk to the director right after the audience has seen the movie and then everybody's there together. It's like a very, I, I don't know, I, I love it. And I love the DGA theater in LA and I love the DGA oh, theater no. in New York. I know, but I'm glad to do this. I, I was telling, I was telling you before, which I'll repeat for everyone. Um, I love this film. I had seen it before. Um, I mean, not, I, I was in the pandemic when I saw it, but I, I'd seen it before, but then um, I, I, I watched it again and I feel like it's, um, I loved it the first time. And then the second time I felt like it resonated in this completely new way. And I think, um, I mean, I love all your, your, your movies and your work and your, I mean, I, I guess I, I have this sort of sense of feeling like wanting to ask you because you work in so many different mediums, like how, this is such a great movie, but when you get an idea or, or how do you know it belongs to a movie for you as an artist? Right. Well, I wish I had some like more magical answer, but the truth is I'm sort of just alternating between books and movies. And so when I'm done with a book, I know the next idea is good. I know I'm like, if I don't already have something on the back burner, I'm like, you know, I need a movie, like, right. uh, and right. um, so it's not ever, I, occasionally though, like, you know, like when I was writing the, the novel I wrote before Kajillionaire, um, The First Bad Man, I remember thinking, gosh, I kind of wish this was a movie because it has all these twists and turns and that would be fun to do in a movie. And then I think when I then end up making the thing in the other medium, I take, the muscles that I are still warm, you know, which is right. I think why Kajillionaire does have like um, sort of twists and turns and reveals, you know, cause I was like, you know, it may have seemed to people forever since I'd done a movie or whatever, but to me, I was like, oh, I'm really, you know, I'm so warm, you know, right, right, <laughs> as right. far as like conceiving of a world that could be surprising or could, I don't know, um, keep, keep changing. Uh, yeah. Right. I mean, I am. Um, 
I, it, I mean, it feels so totally a film, um, as your novel felt so totally a novel that I can't, it's just, I, I just find it, because like, I'm such a, I, I can't, um, well, I can't ever imagine writing a novel because it's just mm -hmm. so impossible to sit, be alone for that long. Yeah. Um, but it reminds me that I think in, there's something, I, I'm gonna sound sort of pretentious saying this, but there was something Ingmar Bergman said about like for him, filmmaking is good because it's it creates this balance between being alone and being with people. And like it, it allows him to like go yeah. away and not look at anyone while he's writing and then he can bring in other people. And I guess there's something about you talking about alternating writing, writing yeah. and writing books and making films that's, um, that I, it recalls that for me. Um, yeah. And I, you know, being a director was like my, that was like my high school dream, you know, like what do you, what's Rihanna gonna be when she grows up? A director, I'm gonna direct movies, you know, like I didn't- Wait, when like, you were in high school though, what were, when, and you were like, I'm gonna be a director, in your mind, like what did you, you were like, I'm gonna be, direct this kind of movie? Did you have like- well, yeah, because like the whole indie film thing was just starting then. And it was so, um, you know, like she's got to have it. And, um, you know, uh, just like basically like guys charging their movies to a credit card and then it all works out, you know, and they yes, sell yes, it like yes. that story, reading that in the New York Times. Right. <laughs> like, yes. As a like 15 year old, I was like, okay, you know, I don't, exactly see myself in these people, but I, I am, uh, like my parents are writers, I can't just do that. And like, I'm a performer. I mean, I, but, but I'm also right, you know, like there was a way in which I could see right. that was my thing. Um, and, and then actually it was the short films of Jane Campion. Did you ever see like her student yes. films? Yes, I mean, those sort of, yeah yeah so I saw those two in high school and I was like okay you know I'm not from New Zealand and stuff but like that that those are so feminine there was this way in which because you do actually need to see not that I was going to make movies just like that but you need to you do actually have to see someone who looks even remotely like you you know right. to yes. conceive of it and and I think those two things together were like um were the thing and I you know it's been such a weird path but I never lose that feeling of like I'm doing my childhood dream you know that's like, amazing that's yeah great. that's like a no I feel that that thing of the like the I, I I felt like there was this sort of very um well I didn't really know about films until like later in my life I, I didn't know about movies in any real way until I was in college but even like even then like whatever the fumes of that kind of filmmaking was like I remember there's some apocryphal story of like P.T. Anderson like dropping out of like NYU film school and making her and I was like that's amazing he did that thing like it felt kind of I don't know punk rock and I could see you attuning at to that um is it something actually you said or I was just looking over um in the, I don't, do you read, do you know, do you read your press notes? Do you know what are said? Oh. Well, I, I mean, you know, you go through them, yeah. 
you're supposed to read them. Yeah. Well, you said something about Bright Star, which I just love. Oh yeah. Um, I and I, just, I, I, I love that film so much, and I felt I was like stunned by it, and I, yeah. I, I don't. Anyway, I was happy to see you sort of mention it um, and yeah. campaign stuff. Um, I, I remember there was actually something. I, I feel like because I've worked <laughs> because I've worked with your husband mm -hmm. and I had such a wonderful experience as an actor working with your husband and then I have I have um I I don't know I would imagine that the way you work with your actors and this sort of ties to Jane Campion because I remember there was something about Bright Star that I read that she said she had the two lead actors make each other gifts every day mm -hmm. um she didn't know about and I was right. like wonderful thing and you know Mike did such wonderful things with us as actors and and I, I felt like when I was reading a little bit about like how you worked um with your actors like I I mean I felt very jealous of the experience of being in your film and I never feel that like I'm never like oh I wish I could be in it but I felt like when I was watching these performances I thought I felt like I could sense this like collaboration between you and the actors and I know it comes from you, but I just, um, I wonder yeah. if you could talk about that. How, how, what do you have them do? Right. You know, I'm so, I, I wouldn't use, you know, we don't usually voluntarily bring up our husbands. Sorry. Yes, I know. No, no. But I mean, I'll bring him up because you are a rare case of someone who's worked with him. So it's yeah. not a, yeah. um, and so I can say, as a point of reference, we're very different okay. um, in that uh, I, you know, I'm coming at it, I, like I'm, I'm a writer and I'm an actor, you know, so like those things are, I, I've, and I've been in my movies before this, and um, as you probably know, you, you act out all the parts as you're writing, you know, you're all those people. And I don't have like a overly determined sense of myself as a particular age or gender when I'm writing. Like mm -hmm. I am Richard Jenkins, you know, part I am, you know, um, right. I am Deborah, like those roles, I, I feel like I really feel them. So I think, you know, and I've only gathered this over the years, um, <clears throat> that from the actor's perspective, I have a very clear, I'm one of those directors who has a very clear idea of what they want, you know? And I don't think you would say that ab about Mike in the same way. I think you, yeah. I mean, he knows what he wants, obviously, but I think it is um, so warm and free feeling from what I've seen, you know, and that he, right. and, um, and I think, um, so having that really specific um, idea where you've you've performed it and um, and yes you need that you you've brought them in so they can take that much further and do something that you could never do like give right. it a soul and go past um, the thing you can do alone. But that said, this was the first time with this movie where I think my um, where everyone knew my voice. As like I just just purely from having been around long enough, you know, like right. yeah. writer had read all my books before right. we even met, you know, like each of these people kind of felt like 
they knew my world. So I didn't, not only did I not have to be there, but I could also trust like, they are here for that, for that very specific idea. They're right. not like, you know, bothered by it. That's literally why they took the job. Um, and then with that, with that feeling, I could be like, oh, well then I can let go a little bit. You know, like I don't have, not only do I not have to be it, in it, you know, to show you, but I also don't have to be hold quite so tightly, you know, um, to steer something that no one can even conceive of because actually we can, we, we know the tone, we know how deep it will go while being funny or whatever, you know, a, a kind of, which I could see really working against someone like maybe years from now, you're like, wow, I'm not that person. Let me start fresh. I hope I get there. I hope I'm so lucky, you know, right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. at this point, that was such a gift. And I, right. um, I felt it every day. And I, I just was like, yes, frankly, not very many women <laughs> writer directors have had this experience. You know, I, I felt no. like a fucking king. Yeah. No, it's, a, it's also like, it very much felt like when I was watching it, it, it very much felt like everyone was singing the same song. Like I could, like it, you know, which I was like, oh, it's all everyone's, um, yeah, everyone's really in this this movie in the in a very like profound way. Um, actually, I had it was funny when you were say, saying. I remember um we shared a we we shared a um um an AD your AD Jonas oh, oh yeah and I remember he had made your film right before we went to go shoot Little Women. I think yeah, that's right. Yes, and um, I remember being extremely jealous that he got to be with you and then I also he said I've never been on a movie that went exactly as we said it would go like and I was like that's a miracle um and I I don't know did it feel that way to you that's nice it was the best filmmaking experience of my life not that there weren't you know obviously it's just an a ridiculously hard job, but I, um, I, I remember driving home each day being like, remembering what my expectations had been at the start of the day. And I was like, I was also really well prepared. Like I, it was the first time I hadn't had to like spend any time trying to get money, like, which actually you wouldn't, it's like you can prepare and get money, but it's weird. Like it's um, yeah. to not have to do that, to not have to beg, you know, is like I had all this room to just focus on the movie. And I'd spent like a good year before prepping with Sebastian, my DP, and mm -hmm. um, and going through every single scene myself. Like there was this way in which I felt like, okay, and now I can just do it. And so I had these expectations and I remember when I drove home every day uh, with my producer, Yuri, um, I'd go like this, which meant like, here's my expectations. And it was another day that just uh -huh. like went like that. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't nice. do it every day, but like it was, and that was a new feeling for me. I was used to being like driving home, being like, did we get it? And you know, yeah. I don't know, you know, and it was like, well, I just didn't stop till we had. So that wasn't an issue, you know, right. like, 
right. which was sometimes really annoying to people. Right. <laughs> but I, like, I, 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 I was able to, you know, so that was, it was more like how far past my own, you know, ultimately kind of narrow conception of what this could be, did we go? Yeah. Right. No, it, it, I, I'm, that was definitely Jonas's uh, <laughs> reporting later. So I remember him going on you and feeling very affirmed, like, yes, um, like he's, he's so great. Anyways. He's, yeah, he's wonderful. I mean, he's just, I mean, I, you know, he's, I, I feel very good with him. And then also I, um, we, uh, I was, so it, so you said something that I want to ask you about, which is um, the way you had prepared with your DP um, all yeah. the way leading up to it. And I just, um, um, I mean, I think it's, um, it's so, it's, it's so, it's so beautiful. It's so, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's exactly how LA feels to me, um, which I don't live there, but when I'm there, it feels um, it somehow feels like your movie. It's so funny. There's something about old Dolio too, the way she is, it looks like, mm -hmm. it looks, it reminds me of like a character in a David Lynch, like the character mm -hmm. in the David Lynch movie behind the dumpster in Mulholland Drive, you know, who like comes out, even though it's a man and it's terrifying. Yeah, no, but no. It's like, it's like you took that character and then, did this like allow, uh, like let her do the breast crawl emotionally in your movie? Yeah. So, what I, I mean, it, it, but it felt like, it felt like a thing that grows out of like a kind of unconscious LA. And mm -hmm. I just, yeah. the images, I, I mean, I, whatever, however you guys w found it, 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 it was just incredibly resonant and to me and, um, I think, I, I just want to, like, so when you have all this time to prepare with your DP, you're not in the same place. So you're, right. what, you're exchanging images. Are you drawing little pictures? Are you showing, are you like, I think we're going to shoot this scene here. What do you think of it? Or how does right. it work? Well, we did it. He's, he's uh, Danish. Um, so we were like this and we <laughs> did this once a week um, for a, they would be like two or three hour sessions. Um, and we initially, initially it was just like fun and loose, you know, um, we, he had shot a short film um, of mine and that's when I was like, okay, no matter who lures you in between, just go with this guy because you already know that that works, you know? And I have, it, it hasn't always been the case. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we exchanged, you know, photo references, film references, and then we started almost randomly picking like three scenes a week that we would talk about. We would each come with ideas. Um, and, you know, sometimes, and sometimes we'd have, we'd be like, oh, I watched this movie. I rewatched Bright Star. There's this scene where this happens. And, uh, you know, it's not even like, there's that movie has like almost no overlap with my movie, but it just, it gives you a common language. Um, no, of course. Talking about essentially like bodies in space, like, oh, right. well, when Evan and Jean are together, you know, there was actually a scene in the kitchen that was, 
framed. I remember we used Bright Star as a way of talking about how to frame two people in love and um, are falling in love. And, uh, and then we, you know, would get real detailed actually. I mean, with minus locations, we'd have little, um, whatever they're called, little maps, you know, of like where the camera is and stuff. Yes. Um, just schematics. Um, and that's, and we made decisions then like, um, you know, there's a, a, a somewhat long oneer when they come out of the bathroom all the way through okay. to where she crawls. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yes. into the mini mart and out, and there's, yeah. you know, multiple, you know, and I'd never done one of those like so long. You know, in fact, it always it seemed a little macho to me, like, so you didn't cut. Like, um, but suddenly I, I was like, ah, we have to do that for this because um, it has to really happen. You know, like we, it'll be a million little setups, interior, exterior, if we don't, if we don't do it in one and that's no fun. And these, this is such a crucial scene that no matter all the challenges of that. And I knew, you know, like that Sebastian would operate and that we were, that we were good. Like the four of us, me, him, Gina, Evan, were like, kind of mm -hmm. like a pretty high level team, you know, at that, I was confident. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, I mean, it was just my favorite. It was like getting to live the dream, you know, be inside the dream together, right. you know? I mean. And how did you, um, and how, how did you, which, which one is it? How many did you it's do? Seven, it's, we did 17 takes and it's the 17th because I, I was so used to like, go till you get it. And so I just, and then I knew I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like when you're on set that you know the, um, that you know, you know the take that works and does that stick? Right. I mean, I feel like I know that I've gotten the thing that I was writing Mm -hmm. you know, and that I had in my head. But what I don't know is what ultimately the movie will need. Right. Um, and right. that's where the, the great chasm is. And um, <laughs> I always call Mike, like I love editing, Mike likes it less. And I, I always, there's this phrase now we've had for years that, that I started, which is build the, build the brain. Like the process build of editing brain. is that you don't start out with a brain that is smart enough, that knows the movie well enough to know right. what it needs. Right. So don't even freak out at the beginning because it's not on you, it's on the future person. And you will build oh, the brain by trying and failing again and again, all these different variations until at the very end, you're very smart about your movie. Right. And you have right. built the brain. You know it, and you have a lot of quick decisions right near the end where you're right. doing things that you wouldn't have been bold enough or smart enough to do. And it's just because of the sheer um, right. time spent anyways. It's no, like no, an AI learning, gathering information or something. I mean, I feel like that's even true sometimes in, in, in filmmaking itself or like as you get later, deeper into a shoot. Sometimes you'll be like, put the camera here. And we're doing yeah, right. And be like, I know, oh, right. I guess it's an obvious thing. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, that makes on sense. the last day, you're like, and now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to make yeah. a movie. Yeah. Well, it's like you learn how to, 
you, well, you've never, every time you make a movie, you've never made that movie and you yeah. learn how to make it by making it, unfortunately. Yeah. And so, yeah. And no, it's, I, 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 that's so interesting. I feel like I, I mean, I've, editing is, um, it's something that um, no, Noah like loves. Oh, no one loves it. I kind of like it. He loves it, and I, I, okay. I've gotten more, more. I more love it, um, but I always have that sense of like, oh, it's just like wanting to throw up when you first look at everything, and you're yeah. like, yeah. Every time you see a cut, or every time I see a cut, you're like, ah, what are we doing? Like, yeah. Um, right. This feels crazy. Um, but I, but I, um, I was a friend of mine who's written a, a film um, to to make. Um, she's not made a film before but she's she's great she's wonderful and she wrote this great script and i and she's been working in theater and i was like oh the thing about movies is you never see the movie if you're making like right. you kind of never get to see the movie <laughs> like oh, right yeah the movie will never be in front of you yeah that's something for other people right <laughs> like and it, it was I, as as i said it i was like that's so sad and it's true i know like you kind of like the most it's ever yours or when I'm thinking about this movie is like when you're planning it with your DP, when it's in your head, when it's written, like you start sort of shadow boxing and playing it for yourself. And then the yeah. I, don't, I don't know if you feel that way or if that's just me. Right. It's funny. It's a little bit like, um, you know how you, you never get to have your child. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, yes. You're always with them. You have many fleeting, incredible moments. Yes. But I think there's an idea before you have a child that you, that there's some kind of, ah, you really scratch that itch. You finally get like total love and intimacy. And, um, and I think with a film also, to me, it's, I often feel very like, like it's a romance kind of, like it's intense. Right. It's like with, I, but, but it never, yeah, it never consummates. Like, no. <laughs> it's like a tease all the way through, which of course means you have to make another one and another one. I know, yeah. I know. It's so true. It's you're right. It is. It does feel just like it's sort of like um. Also, because you know, I really, I, I, I mean, I, I can watch rough cuts, but I'm just like everybody else. Like, I like the bells and whistle of like color correct That's sound right. mix. I do, I, that changes the way I see it. And like, by yeah. the time I'm in that point in making a film, it's over. I'm so, I've so, I so can't even look at it anymore that I, you know, that like final glossy present part is just, you know, not, right. not part of it. But I, um, yeah, I don't know. I, that was a digression. Um, but I, I think it's, um, I think, does it, for, for you, does it feel, um, do you, that sort of sense of chasing it, do you, do you sense as a filmmaker, is it, is there something similar you feel with a novel or it's not quite the same thing? Uh, no, it's, it's similar, like it's not, um, it, it, I, you have with a novel, like the illusion of control. You think, well, it's all on me. I have total control, but um, I don't actually think you, if we're trying to show what life feels like, you know, 
through any means possible, you know, not necessarily realistically, but, you know, emotionally, then you actually maybe don't want total control, right? Because that is one of the yes. most sort of aching things about life. And to, to show that you might not be able to use a means that, you know, can even has, has perfection contained within it as a possibility, you know, which is why I think I sometimes, um, I, you know, as I go back and forth, I think possibly filmmaking is the one that's better at, get, at getting at life. And for all the reasons that drive me crazy, you know, I, I think like, well, you're in the end, you have these jagged broken pieces that you're trying yeah. to figure out how to put together. But, but that's, more lifelike <laughs> right yeah um yes or it's like that that thing or to go to editing somebody or there's that like about editing with using the footage you, you've got to dance with the date that brung you like yeah, whatever yeah. that footage is you got to make the movie out of that footage which is it's yeah. always like a do you have the sense when you cut it all together like i also i, I mean just I don't know if this is, I'm, I'm just interested in how, what you, if you, if you share this or the sense of, um, like when you have a cut that's pretty good, it's not done yet, but you're like, okay, that's kind of, that looks like, do you ever have that sense of like, I, I mean, I'm relating this in a couple of ways with the child, like you're a metaphor of like a child, like you never really, you don't, there's no having to be had. Um, is that, and, um, in boyhood when Patricia Arquette and he's like leaving for college and she's like I thought there would be more um right. and she said that I was like that's how I feel about movies every time like I, I'm always like yeah there more didn't we shoot more is this the only thing we made or like in my mind it was everything but I guess it's right. this thing. I don't know I know I think like with this one I remember remember like thinking as I wrote it, like, this is one where the ending has to work because it's all built. Like I can have fucked up in ways I'm not aware of for a while in this movie. And I did, um, but I have to, the ending has to land and it all builds towards that. So as it goes on, there's less and less room for the script not to work as planned. Um, so I remember always, feeling and I and I knew I mean after the assembly I was as you said like I remember actually I had my head down my lovely editor who you know I I adore um but this was our first day and I remember I had put my head down afterwards and I was like how rude don't lift your head up until you're sure you're not crying because that would be <laughs> such an insult you know and I and then I I just was like pulling it together, you know, and then I've suddenly realized that's not gonna happen. You're gonna be down here forever. Oh no, yes. You have to lift your head up. And so I lifted my head up and I said, I think the ending works. Oh. <laughs> and I, I'm, and I'm amazed that you watch an assembly at all. I can't do right. that Yeah, some people don't do it that way, but I, I know it works as well as any other Process. Yes, right. I mean, it doesn't save yeah. you. You think yeah. it'll save you to just watch like three minutes at a time, but it doesn't do yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyways, 
so I kind of had that the whole time, this feeling like, well, you know, the essential thing works, even if I have to like do a lot of other stuff, that feeling, I remember watching it, you know, once it's done or with people always thinking, okay, we're, we're almost to the part where it starts getting good, you know? Um, and then, and then at a certain point being like, okay, that was the good part. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and at that point, you're so grateful that, that most people are not you, you know, and, yeah. it, and there's this sort of miracle that happens of like people just getting to have it all at once and the music and the, all the bells and whistles you talked about. And it is a different thing. And I do believe that that is the, that it, some sort of alchemy happens, um, yes. like truly possibly like something mystical, you know, um, uh, and that's what the Eagle in fact stands for on this DGA logo. It's the mystical thing that happens <laughs> that, <laughs> that, yeah, between you finishing it and the audience seeing it and their completion of it. Yes. What happens is the DJ so, song plays, the eagle lands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it turns out it can happen having now, you know, released a movie in a pandemic. Um, it doesn't have to happen in the theater. We love it too. We would like it too. But, you know, I had happen. this other experience this time and it can happen alone. It's inside people, you know. Do yeah. you, with cuts, do you screen for people? Like, Oh yeah. Oh, so you screen, you screen, and you say, and and you ask them questions, or how do you? Do, do, I mean, is yeah. it small enough groups that you can talk to them? Um, I did that. Yeah, I talk to them sometimes. It's nice to not be in it finally, so people aren't like, whoa, you know. Um, right. And you know, I think it comes from having. You know, I also perform live and always have, and that process is so brutal. Like. So yeah, you're doing it and you're, I mean, they don't need to tell you, you can tell what's not working. You can feel it, you sure. know, and that is in fact the process of how you make it better and better, you know, or that's how I did things. So I'm not super precious. And I also am not like, um, I'm not afraid that my vision is going to get changed by what people want. Like, that's not a thing, you know, right. like, um, right it's it's like you know what you want them to feel and if they're not feeling it you do that in your own way you know not whatever solutions they would come up do you with. ever find or I, I this is like a not it's like not a, it's not more an artistic thing but like I always find that like sometimes with things when you show it, it it's like you're looking to make sure it works and it's landing but then there's always something that um, you'll just hear, if you hear from like five people, like you'll realize something is confusing that would never occur to you. Oh God. Confusing because yeah. you didn't like, and then you're like, oh, I guess everybody thinks this is this part or this, even like a name yeah. or something. Right. Might be like, yeah. And you're like, wait, what, how is it not obvious that, yeah. That, yeah. And then you're oh, like, then you'd be like strange, like ADR to try <laughs> Oh, you're giving um, me a little PTSD. Yeah, no, totally. And you end up funny, because you don't. Of all the problems you see coming, there's always some just yeah. almost like technical thing that you're like, oh, right, you, that didn't. Okay. Um, yeah. 
but I don't know. If that... Yeah. And then for everything like that, there's something that works that really shouldn't, you know? Yes. yes. Like, or it's always like amazing. Like, you're like, you bought like, that. And yeah. They're like, they're like, they're like oh. or they say something or like you, you, you feel like you maybe just fix something and they're like, oh no, because that was the horse that, and you were like, <laughs> oh, well, I mean, you... the horse too. Yeah. Yeah. That was the same horse. It was yes in the party. <laughs> Even though it was a part. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, and it's just like no, it, I know. It, but I feel like I I feel like in some ways like I I I find it's 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 painful to show people, but I also think it's useful. It just in terms of like well, how are they seeing it? Yeah. How, you know, and what are the things that aren't? There is fun. though something like I've tried to remind people of recently who've had screenings um, uh, that if you know something's not done, mm. watch it a little bit differently, right? Yes, and yes true. that's my, true. My best example of that, which was, thank God, so early that I have been able to apply it since, and same goes with manuscripts or whatever, um, Yes, is that my first movie, me and, you, me and you and everyone we know, which was like, a comedy, right? That was how I wrote it. That was how it was conceived of. Um, and never at any point in any screening was there laughter. Um, and uh, and before before it was done. And I just remember nonetheless tinkering away till the all the lines that were supposed to be funny landed in a way that I thought was funny. And then like it premieres at Sundance and it's like, you know, I'm listening to like, yes, and here's the laughter where I did it. And, da, da. and I remember someone who worked on the movie, you know, one of someone close to me afterwards being like, did you have any idea it was funny? <laughs> and me being like, ah, yes. Um, yeah. But it was such a good, like, of course, why would she think it was funny? Literally no one had laughed, you know? Right. Um, because, but I always... Um, that's so interesting like the thing of I, I feel like I've had that too where someone it's like oh that's what you were doing and I was like I can't believe you agreed to do this movie yeah. <laughs> I just, I <laughs> dry painful yeah yeah like I was like oh that's so nice that you wanted to work on it given that yeah. you have no idea <laughs> charity case yeah you're like it's like in your mind it was just going to be like like a bad sad movie <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. So that thing you hold inside and that doesn't, that yeah. you, you need, like, you need to be like, this is done. Yes. It is complete. No more criticism, no more question. you know, just enjoy yes. it. And I, it's pleasure. I think it's most happens with pleasure because how the fuck are you supposed to enjoy something if, if you have to project your own anxiety of failure onto the director and the producers and right. you know, I always sit there and I'm like, dear God, let this not be right or awful for them such lovely people you know like right. yes i i i i totally i i i 100 understand yeah. that I, I feel like i keep having different thoughts that flip through my mind and then leave um but i i feel like i could keep having this discussion for a long time i mean i think one thing um i i just as a sort of uh do you feel as a as a director i mean it's like you talked about the sort of different experiences is there like when you think after this novel and then whatever the next movie is do you have a sense of like 
uh, I don't know. Is, is there something? Is, is, is you like ultra marathon as a director that you feel like you have to run, or it, I mean, like, are you? Do you feel like you? Um, do you feel like you don't know the person you'll be, or you? Or does like a small part of you be like, there's gonna be a time when I make a movie like this, and I'm all right. Um, well, I've one thought is because I work in these different mediums, I won't get to make as many movies as I want to. And right. that is fine. What, what, it's not even really a sacrifice. It's just because I get this whole other career, you know. Um, but that's, it's bittersweet. And so I often am doing the math of like, how mm. old could you possibly be and still, you know, be making a movie? Now we have like, Agnes Fard, you know, there are, there's not many examples, but like, uh, I hold them dear, the ones that I can relate to. Uh, and then I, so part of it is just like, you know, keep chugging along at your own unique pace, you know, regardless of what happens. Um, and, and then I guess, I, I do, I always kind of know what I'm doing for the next five years. Um, I have a little piece of paper on my desk that if you looked five years from now, you'd see, oh, every one of those things were written down and then I, you know, cross them off and they're in all different mediums and they are really exciting and challenging to me and no one, knows, there's not one person. And you have, do you update the list every year or you just? I only just recently made a new one after it being the same for years and years. You oh know, Kajillionaire was on there, you know. Um, uh, so um, anyways, each one of those things is really like, um, I feel giddy about, you know. And yeah. uh, so I guess, yeah, that's one answer. One observation I want to make, and then I think we're sort of at the end of our rope, as it were. Um, but um, one thing I, I, I loved about this movie uh, among, I mean, it, it's so much about family, which I, I'm deeply relating to right now in, in an even different way. But it's also, there's something about the like, like the, the heist element that felt to me like making a movie. Like, which I, I was like, oh, that's sort of what we were sort of like lying and avoiding our live producers and like, you know, just like, like this, that sort of thing. Of, I, I just, and it's very high stakes, you know, feeling each thing. Um, yeah. Like, it's, it's like pretend too. Like right. It's high stakes for us, but like the minute you're like, you don't have to do any of right. it. Right. No one said you had to be a director. Yeah. No. Um, or yeah, yeah, it's a good, I mean, it's a very old, um, like I've had that, the heist thing in my like back pocket since I was a kid because I, yeah. I grew up watching Mission Impossible very yeah. in a like kind of religious way with my brother and my dad. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a way in which the anxiety of whatever the, the team was doing in any given episode kind of matched the anxiety of my of the home and everything was like you know um uh not just um 
tense, but also had the potential for reversals where someone might, you know, take right. off their mask and the good person is bad or the bad person is good. Like, um, and, uh, so I felt like it was there for the taking for me for that metaphor and, um, and actual financial and kind of cultural anxiety also there in my upbringing. I actually went in Lady Bird, I kind of, um, I was like, ah, I think I was already writing. Yeah, I was writing Kajillionaire when I saw it and I was like, right, this would be a more real way to get at some of the same things. Um, uh, yeah, um, I admired that like a more, I, I can never be literal because I don't, I like fail at um, being not, not like you were like it was some gritty, you know. No, 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 no. I under, I, 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 I know it. I know what you mean. It's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, um, it was cool. It was sort of like you did it. It deeply satisfied me, and so I was sort of free to do my own thing because, like, well, I even yeah. if I tried, I'd just be doing gratis things. So let me and badly. So I'll do it in my way. Um, right. uh, no, it's just, it totally, it's, I, it's like something I said before I saw your movie. It's like, I feel like with films, you should always feel a little bit like, um, it, it's like two flip sides of the same, it's like on the one hand, you sort of like can't believe nobody's ever made this movie before. And on the other hand, you're like totally getting away with something. Like, yeah. It's like, wait, what? You're going to let me do this? Like, just keep writing. <laughs> not gonna... yeah. Right, right. Yeah, the, the heist of it. I know, and so intricate, and yeah, um, I love all that. And I also like that's yeah. I mean, like me and my brother used to build secret compartments into furniture that that he yes. would make, and like it's the same thing with movies. It's like you gotta love the intricacy, and like, yes. um, like you press this button and this pops out, and you know that like, and yes. it is, it is. Um, so it, that part was just so fun. I mean, there was more, you know, I really like, in a way, that was my biggest mistake was at the top of the movie, there was like 12 times as much intricate high stuff, you know, which I could watch all day, Richard Jenkins doing hilarious, weird heist things. But in the end, I was like, oh, it's, you got to know it's old Dolio's movie. Um, right. That was probably my biggest, when we talk about things you you get right when you're shooting, but you don't realize later, like, I don't need 10 scenes like that. Oh. We get it, you know. Yes, um, I, I know. It's it's always, it, and, and I also feel like I never have the sense of like, you always wish you could take one lesson and you're like, ah, the one lesson to learn is don't do, and then you're like, then the next time it's the opposite thing. Right, right. Not enough setup or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, I feel like you're always, it's a, it, it is that thing of you, you learn how to make the movie by the end of the movie, but yeah, I really, um, I loved this one. I love talking to you. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm really, uh, I'm really excited to wait for the next one. <laughs> but I'm going to the book first. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't wait to see what you're making as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right now it's yeah. uh i'm just gonna go make uh my kids dinner 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. But, um, thank you so much, Greta. Thank you, and I'm, um, but I'd like to do this. I know in person and yeah. just, and miss you and uh, yeah, I, I miss you well, too. Love to everyone and congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to another DGA Q and A. If you'd like to hear more, The Director's Cut is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Stay tuned in the coming weeks as we bring you discussions of films from David Fincher, Lee Daniels, and Robin Wright. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and you can help fellow film buffs find the show. This podcast is produced by the Directors Guild of America. Music is by Dan Wally. 